Happy Halloween, everybody. Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by Realtalking.com. I'm your host, David. I'm joined with two folks today. What's up, Rye? What's happening, everybody? What's up, G? What up? G had to be on this week because one of the <laughs> one of the inspirations for our topics this week was his idea. Yay! <laughs> so th- this week, I do this, think sometimes. <laughs> the last two years, we've covered... Uh, We've had a whole horror month, but because Jenny and I moved, we you know had a little hiccup in recording, so we did want to do one horror-based episode. So today, outside of news and notes and what we watched, we are going to look at our top five Scream Queens and our top five horror remakes better than their original. And I can promise you there are horror remakes that are actually better than their original. G, uh, G, I you a said very you, hard time finding it. G, <laughs> you said you found a lot, right? I did. I, it wasn't until like I posed the question on my Instagram page that like the ones that people mentioned, I kind of forgot about. I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, that is better. Screen Queens uh, was easy, I think, though, for me. Yeah, it. I mean, it depends on how you looked at it. Like, I asked people about that too, and like, it's like if you base it based on like story arc, and I guess you can say that there's some some are better than others. But then, like, some had, like, really fun, like, one-offs that they're like, oh, I, I like that girl in that one movie. Yeah. I have I have one that may surprise people. So we'll get to that a little later. But the first thing I want to start with is the first reactions to Dr. Sleep. So it looks like the movie's very good. Um, did awesome. you Did you like Haunting on Hill House, G, Rye? I don't know if you guys... Yeah, I did. So Actually, I, w- I don't think I've seen Haunting well, I like, on Hill House. Well, I like Mike Flanagan a lot. I like uh, yes. Uh, what, was, what do you do? Oculus. That was, I like that Oculus. Too. I like Oculus too. He's and you think yeah. he did Hush. Yeah, Hush is good too. So, uh, and we're not talking about Batman Hush. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Ryan. <laughs> uh, so it looks like it's in uh, the movie is in his style more than he tried to make it his own thing rather than Kubrick, which is great. So I'm gonna go through a few of the tweets. Uh, Stephen uh, King happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, a hallucinogenic horrorscape, Flanagan channels King's walk, uh, waking nightmares and f- familial trauma artfully, crafts visceral, disquieting dread not too dissimilar to Kubrick's masterpiece. McGregor and Ferguson give perfectly pitched performances. Um, while Doctor Sleep, Mike, with Doctor Sleep, my Flanagan delivers the best parts of Kubrick and King in one movie. It made me feel silly. For wanting to step back into the overlook instead of stepping forward from the shining with Danny. Rebecca is an instant icon and Ewan completely nails it. The one that I, the one that got me by surprise is this one. Dr. Sleep is the best Stephen King adaptation since the Shawshank Redemption. Oh shit. Mike, oh, wow. Mike Flanagan has perfectly combined nostalgia with tension, mystery, and suspense. The entire cast is superb. There are a number of surprises that will make King fan sequel uh, squeal with delight. So, good. you know what? The uh, judging from the trailer, Rebecca Ferguson does look pretty awesome. Yeah, and she it, and she's the villain in the movie. For those that are yeah, unaware, yeah. I've not read this book, so I'm I, concerned I, about that length, though. <laughs> well, The Shining is two twenty-five. Yeah. So I think 
I think we're okay. If this it was, is like the year of the long horror movie, our long movie in well, general. Well, the next topic, um, I'm glad you mentioned that, is Star Wars is two hours and 35 minutes. And Too short. It's the, long, it's the longest <laughs> one, right? It's the longest Star Wars movie of, I think, by like 15 minutes. Not too much. Not too long. But, um, yeah, so the trailer dropped so. this week along with tickets. I got my tickets for Thursday and Friday. It's a tradition I have of watching it back-to-back nights since... Uh, Revenge of the Sith, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah, what do you guys think of the trailer? Amazing. Uh, I liked all the trailers they released. So Same here. Um, I was watching it with Jen, so I, I like, I, I'm very emotional during Star Wars anything. So I t- happen to, I tend to tear up during trailers for Star Wars, and I, I like, I held myself up. I'm like, I'm not gonna do it this time. And then they decided a three PL scene in the trailer. No, yeah, that guy. Everyone's man. all speculating about what that means. I don't think he's dead. I think he's just being over. I think he's being extra like he usually is. But with what this movie is, like, guys, this is the last time we're ever going to see, like, a Skywalker Star Wars mm. trailer and movie. This may be the last time we get a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away with that score following. So I think that's more of what he's, they're trying to do with that specific scene. But fuck, man. Like you got to You got to pull the strings, and yeah. uh, and you hear the emperor for the first time, which is for anyone I think that thought he was a force ghost. I don't think he's a force ghost. Nope. <laughs> nope he's real. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I think. Go ahead, Ryan. I'm sorry. No, I think they're actually going to be pulling a lot of stuff into this. Like I think we're going to be. I have a lot of feeling we're going to get a lot of Palpatine and uh, Dar- like Darth. What was his name? The one who uh, could. Be, uh, death until he killed. Thank you, Plagueis. I escaped me for a second. Um, I think I'm gonna get a lot of prequel stuff, and I'm cool with that. Like, I think we're gonna get a lot of like just a nice, neat bow. It feels like I keep hearing see- Hayden Christensen rumors too. Uh, but um, <laughs> with the, C3- the guy could use C three PO's. True. <laughs> I mean, just, I mean that's why there's the water scene, so he's not around sand. So let's get that straight. By the way, he's actually doing conventions now, so he's starting to reappear. Oh, he's like, maybe they don't hate me as much. <laughs> work conventions or like, well, at, at celebration this year for the for the Phantom Menace 20th anniversary, they brought back I forgot I don't remember his name, but the guy that played Jar Jar, like he was. Contemplating. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, he was contemplating and suicide a, and all that he stuff. Got good, uh... He got a standing ovation. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, like, fucking Hayden Christensen and Rachel Bilson aren't together anymore. That was his, like, last claim of, like, irrelevancy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he gave the girl from the OC. <laughs> I don't remember anything that he's done lately. So, but no, the I. The last I, thing I remember was Jumper. Was that oh, that movie thing? fucking sucked, man. <laughs> so bad. It could have been so good. I agree. It could have definitely good been good. Um,. I agree with you, Rai. I think they're going to channel a lot of of the prequels and mm. the original trilogy for this. I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I think we'll. well be... if, if this is the case, then I think J.J. Abrams is like the perfect director for it. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Good at, he's good at the whole like, let's give them what they want. And no matter what, <laughs> but he's not good at endings, and that's what scares me. Wait, what do you fuck Lost. up? Lost. Lost. Okay, that is more. <laughs> what's another guy? I think his name Damon. Uh, I forgot his last name, but that's more. But he even his... said in a quote that he's afraid of endings. Like he doesn't know what to do. Like, it's funny you like, meant. I'm paraphrasing. I forgot his last name too, Damon. But he was at the. He created the new Watchmen that's on the HBO, Watchmen, right? Yeah, yeah. So he actually yeah, talked. So he actually talked about it about lo- the ending of Lost, 
and how like don't worry i'm gonna try not to mess this one up uh, no it would have been fine if he wouldn't have lied to us <laughs> oh, no 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 yeah yeah no don't worry guys they're not in purgatory oh, yeah, they're basically <laughs> it's like i hope that the walking dead ends with it's not gonna end well rick's not dead on the show but like I'm I've always that I've always said that I, I, it would be like a great fuck you to the fans that have stood there forever. That if the whole thing was Rick was in a coma the whole time, and the whole thing was in his head, and there that, was no that, zombie apocalypse. Oh my god, it would be <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you know how uh, angry people would be. Speaking of angry, no matter what, like this movie looks great for me. I think you know it's still gonna have the same people that. You know, Star Wars fanboys are gonna be like, "Oh my God, this is not my Star Wars." <laughs> um, but I, I, I actually, a listener of and friend of the show, uh, Kevin, we had a, a good discussion about the because he doesn't like he was under those that don't doesn't like the new trilogy, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, why? Like, what's like, what don't you like about it? Like, what's going on with? with is it the way the movie's made? So on and so forth." And he's like. The movies are good. I actually think they're both really well-made films, and I would agree with that. He's like, but I no classic characters have been created. And I'm like, well, here's my thing. I Star Wars is very important to me. And like I walked into this trilogy not expecting a new Han, a new Leia, a new Chewie, a new 3PO, so or a new Luke. I walked into give me characters I will care about. I don't need classic characters that are going to stay with me forever and ever and ever. I already had that. Mm -hmm. I just want a, a great continuation of the story. When I put it in that perspective to him, he's like, well, you know, maybe I went into it thinking, you know, with my expectations a little, you know, spewed. Well, do you think that, like, do you think these new set of movies, like, if you think about, like, A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and even Return of the Jedi, like, do you think that, like, years from now, these new set of movies will be remembered in that kind of regard of, like, you know... I the, think they'll be just there, honestly. I think... Like, I kind of feel that way, too. And I, like... And, and I like The Force Wiggins, and I, I will be watching mm -hmm. uh, Last Jedi again very soon, because I promised I would right before the new <laughs> one came out. Uh, but, like, I just wonder... Like, I kind of agree with Ryan. Like, I feel like they, they are just kind of just going to be there. Like, they're not going to be, like... Something I think what's going to happen is the Holy Trinity is going to stay the Holy Trinity, and then the prequels they might get. I mean, they already got a little bit I mean, more they're, love they're, as they're time goes on. Better than the prequels are. Yeah yeah, 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 and then, but but the yeah like but the prequels are going to be known as shit, and then you're just going to have the sequels that are like, oh, it was a nice little ending to the story. I think that's how it's going to be remembered for it's like all about, our, our it, kids. It's all about sticking the landing because i mean we we did our comic book movies last week but if avengers endgame did not stick the landing we might look oh, at the mcu a little differently than we do right now because yeah we probably would be like why can't it just end now we're good <laughs> it, it, it's it's all about the ending and execution but i'm with you like to me i've found these two to be great i found last jedi jedi to be real great for it's very very different so, I mean, we'll see what happens with, with Rise of Skywalker. I know I'm going in with a positive light because two days later, I'm going to Disney, to, to Galaxy's Edge. So, nice. I am quite excited about uh, that. Uh, this girl I know went to that whole, like, Star Wars thing at Disneyland. Yeah. 
and she got a she bought a lightsaber, got it made. It was like three hundred dollars, two hundred dollars. I have it. And she was like very happy. But she took it to a bar yesterday, and I was like, "Wow, you don't, don't break it." Um, but she's <laughs> like, "But she's so excited about it." She even took it to work. Like it's like, and like she showed me pictures of it. It looks like legit. Yeah, it, I mean, I would I would pay for it, but like it. <laughs> it's too. Uh, it's a whole. It's not just you make it. It's like a whole situation. Like a whole. Uh whole experience and at the end they like do like this ceremony where yoda like talks and they to present you, it to you, they <laughs> it. Yeah, no they do present it yeah it's pretty pretty fucking dope if you can ch- check it out on youtube definitely do uh but yeah also disney plus on launching november 12th they released the mandalorian schedule and being disney being as genius as they are the series finale, this season or series finale, whatever you're gonna season gonna, season season. So the season. Finale oh, I guess is, if it's, it's series, then that's it. If it's not gonna come back. But. Yeah. So the season finale is actually gonna be the week after uh, Rise of Skywalker. So they placed it. They placed it perfectly there. So that is the Star Wars news there, and then look for it in theaters December. 20th. What do you think the box office is gonna be like? All right. So they broke. They the they, they broke and they broke the presale that Avengers set. So I I don't know, man. The thing <laughs> is, the thirty minutes may make a difference. That's the thing. True. Everyone that said that well, they weren't going to come out seems to have you know. Mm-hmm. The tail so what did what's the game open to? Was it three fifty? I think it's three twenty five. Three twenty or something like that. Yeah, that's a that's a hard it's, number. To... It's a hard number. I don't think it's going to beat Avengers. I think that would be. I think it's gonna be Infinity War. I think like two seventy five. I would put it at two seventy five, two eighty, something like that. So you think yeah, it's gonna be Star like, Wars Endgame, Star Wars? Wars? What, what it can do, I don't know if you guys. I mean, it's way too early to tell. What I think it can do, I think it could be Endgame in domestic, like total domestic. Oh, the eight fifty eight. Yeah, I think it could do more than eight fifty eight. But well, it gets it has the benefit of the December bump, which is like. I mean, all—I mean, all three of them. I mean, all two of them so far have benefited from that. Yeah. Like, I think I—I I think the the December box office is like everyone talks about, like, oh, like summer release your movies during the summer, but that that late December, like mid December through like January period, where like almost every day plays like a weekend. Yep. Uh, it's such a good time to release your. Movie. I mean, it helped Jumanji too when that I mean came out two years that, ago. That's like, honestly, I think their only competition. It's Jumanji, yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, it, it, honestly, Jumanji's only a real threat if Jumanji gets good reviews. Good, that's what pushed it the last time. And this one looks yeah. okay. It doesn't look as good as the first one, I personally right. think. But yeah. it's The Rock, so The Rock will, will make <laughs> money. So when they remake Terminator, The Rock's probably going to play the Terminator. Oh, that's going to be dope. Full, it'll, be, <laughs> it'll be full circle for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it, it has no shot of beating the all-time box office because China doesn't like Star Wars because <laughs> the last two years they've made no oh, money in China. they fucking love Warcraft. They do. I remember that movie made a shit ton of money because of overseas. In China. <laughs> Most of their worldwide gross is from China. It's insane. Um, the other news that I have on the agenda is Hocus Pocus sequel is in the, is in the works at Disney+. Plus. Sure. Why? Sure, why not? <laughs> sure. I got it. It's Man, a- I'm like, okay, so I'm not like I'm not like hardcore about that movie as much as everyone else is. I I think it's fun, but like I'm not the I'm not a person that like watches it every Halloween. Like I have friends that like they watch like a bunch of scary movies and then throw Hocus Pocus in the middle of that. I do the same thing. 
Um, I, I, I mean, I'm, I don't care. I mean, I guess like if they tried to do this before on the Disney Channel, but they wanted like a whole new cast and all that. Like, uh, I guess with this one, their intention is to try to get the three women back, like yeah, Ben mm-hmm. Miller, Catherine the Jimmy, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Jenny met Catherine the Jimmy uh, in August. Nice lady. Did she, did she say anything? I'm <laughs> no, she she was just talking to Jen for a bit. I mean, I was. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm cool with it, I guess. Like, I mean, I'm sure, like, if it's good enough, the the three of them would would do it. I mean, the like, only way this will work, though, like you said, is if they get the three of them, because no one's gonna be like, yeah, let's get a hocus pocus reboot with three different witches. You know, Melissa McCarthy and whoever else you want to play. Yes. I remember <laughs> two years ago, I used to I used to say on here. I think when the podcast first started, I'm not a really big Melissa McCarthy fan. Then she changed my mind. Like, she did a lot of good stuff. I think she's. I know she's good, but I just don't she's... need her in everything. No, I'm, I'm thinking she's starting to get back on my like. I don't like what you. No, do. she's funny, and I think when she mixes it up, like she's a good actress. I mean, she's proven that. Yeah, she's yeah. Like, like did you guys? Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, right? No, did you guys see? She's in. Uh, she's doing a superhero movie. Yeah, with Octavia with... Spencer I, on I Netflix. Yeah. What What is it? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I just All saw, I saw was the pictures. I was like, what? Exactly. Is this? <laughs> Speaking of I even TV... read the article. There was nothing. Speaking of a yeah, TV, just those ridiculous pictures. I was like, "What is this?" I've still yet to see Mom. Mom, and I do want to see it. I heard it. Oh, watch it this. Watch it for Halloween. It's good. It's like twenty five dollars at Best Buy. I'm not paying twenty five dollars for that movie. Why is it so high? Oh my god. That, like that's like a fifteen dollar Blu-ray. I'm not paying twenty five dollars for that. So well, she was great. It. Next Halloween, I'll definitely watch it. I, I, that, that, because that feels like, it's on HBO. <laughs> that, fe- that feels like it's a Black Friday special. Like it's one of one of those movies that's gonna be on the Black Friday. Like it's good. Yeah. you know what's funny is that we joked when we saw it. Like when we were in high school, we definitely had like older people buy us stuff. Like hey, like just hanging out at the store. Can you like buy us like? And there were always like there were occasionally like weird people like well like can we go like you can party at our house like and you didn't think of it back then because they're like. It wasn't as crazy as times are now where you're like, no, you can't. I'm not going to hang out with you, older person. <laughs> but, like, back then, we were just so, like, naive to it. <laughs> Word. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then the, makes... the last bit of news that I have for today broke yesterday. Uh, Joker is officially the highest grossing R-rated film of all time. Some people are. Some of the haters are like, <laughs> it's still a flop. I'm like, sure. How? Sure. <laughs> No, when the movie costs, even if even at its highest, the highest reported budget is sixty million dollars, and like, it's no, gonna, that's a flop. Apparent, it's apparently I don't know. Depending on the box office this week, there, it's projected to be at eight twenty five by the end of this weekend. Can, they said that it's pulling in like the same kind of profit margin as in game, like overall. Yeah, I like, think I mentioned that relative to budget, which yeah. is crazy, and it's already in terms of profit profit margin to budget. Um, the profit margin for Joker has already passed Infinity War with how much money it's made to what it costs, which is nice. crazy. On the other hand, Gemini is set to lose $70 million. Well, poor, poor, poor Big Will. Will. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, think there's, I think Joker may be the, the highest grossing film on Halloween this year. Oh, you mean like? On the actual day. On the know, day? Yeah, I think it may be. Just looking at what's out, it may it may trigger people to want to go see it again. Since it's what's the biggest Halloween day? Is it last year's Halloween? Well, what do you mean? That's far like the day of. Like, is it? 
I guess I mean box office in general on the oh. day. Like it's usually like it's usually like whatever horror movies out. Like like so Halloween, last year it was Halloween. Halloween, was Halloween. last year. I think yeah. Halloween made like fifteen mil on Halloween. On oh, Halloween. Yeah. So I mean, that's why I'm surprised Doctor Sleep is coming out in, on November eighth rather than you know around Halloween. It could have killed it on Halloween this year. We got still through countdown. Yeah. So that's pretty much all I have for news. You guys have anything else? Gee, you, any um, TV news? T- uh, well, just like uh, Batwoman and Nancy Drew got full season orders yesterday. So how do you guys like? Are you guys up to date? Yeah. Well, Batwoman. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting better. Yeah. Each I'm, episode's better and better. I'm in my not, opinion. Yeah. I'm not completely in yet, but it's yeah, it's, it's good. It's not. I mean, like, but my thing is, are we supposed to like rest the future of the Arrowverse on this show? Like, like I think so. This is where. I mean, that's where I guess that's where I'm kind of like not all there yet. I mean, it is entertaining, and I like Ruby Rose; she's fine. And uh, I just don't know; it doesn't really have like that same kind of oomph that like Arrow had when it started. Yeah, it doesn't like, have like that same like feel to it, that vibe. Yeah, that you got I actually loved Arrow when it started. I thought like I was all in on Arrow like pretty much right away. It feels like a show that's gonna get canceled in a year. Like, I wouldn't say the CW doesn't cancel anything, but oh, I, I even if like, but even if like I kind of like, it does. I got that vibe too that like if they could let it go, they would let it go. But I think they will save face and not let it go. Yeah, like I, I think and, you know, after have, Crisis, I mean, we're going to have a plans lot more. expanding the whole air. Like they're trying to do that whole spinoff with the Canaries on Arrow. Like they're getting like a backdoor pilot on the final season of Arrow. Oh, like okay. so. They, they still want to keep this going, I guess. Well, and like I, mean, I don't know, like I don't know how much longer like the Flash has left. Or, I'm glad like, you mentioned that because I are you guys up to date on the Flash? Yeah, uh, I, yes. I'm not. I'm. I don't. I'm not tapping out. I've been in from day one, but it, I'm pretty much done with it. The Flash. I think again, like I just said, I think after. I think right now it's all about Crisis and yeah. everything's leading to that. So I think after Crisis, we'll get a much better feel where C- DCW is sitting. On that note, I really do feel, I'm not sure if you guys are up to date, I feel Supergirl has gone downhill so much in the last couple seasons. Well, you, uh, uh, well, ratings for Supergirl are down, but I don't know if that's because it's a Sunday thing or if just because people don't like where it's going. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, it, The first season was great, second season was okay, and then every season beyond. Like, I'm just watching it now just so I'm prepared for anything with Crisis, but it might even fall off afterward. Yeah, I gotta remember that I gotta DVR multiple episodes, multiple. By the series. way, I'm not I'm not cool with that gap with the crisis. Like you get like those first few of the crossover like in December, and then like there's a break. Oh, there it's like, back, back days. Like a yeah, to- yeah. Like, so they're doing like the first few. I forgot how the schedule goes, but like, and then there's like a break for like the hiatus for like the because oh, it's like have- till like February. Or like Jay, like, it's like mid Jay, like it's like in a weird like yeah, you have to that, wait for a while. That fucking and like I thought it was weird to schedule it that way. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, I was like, why did they schedule that one? That sucks. Yeah, I'm like not. especially if you're trying to build momentum for like a huge crossover. Yeah, yeah, I'm for the special. If... I mean, yeah, I'm all in on the crossover because everything I hear about it sounds really cool, and mm-hmm. they haven't really disappointed with their crossovers yet. Yeah, I think maybe. Just... Have you guys read Crisis? No, uh, I think I have. I have to look through my books. Yeah, so I I read it a long time ago. So. It's not supposed to end happy, so I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. folks, so some folks supposed to die. Yes, yeah, sir, and big folks too. So I, guess... I think I, I kind of feel like Arrow's gonna. I think. Oh yeah. Well, so it's supposed to be the Flash, 
Like, yeah, I, I do know that. I didn't read that. But I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be Arrow. So if they trigger the eight episodes, because how long, how long is Arrow this season? Eight episodes? Ten, ten episodes. Ten episodes. Wouldn't shock me if they try to, the reason we're getting that gap is because they maybe they'll let those ten episodes ride out and then he dies right. and then that's it. But I mean, I don't yeah. know if they're supposed to continue till May. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, I forgot a bit of news. I I'm already like out on this franchise. I hope it ends soon. But uh, this is more reason for me to not be into this franchise anymore. Uh, Cardi B is gonna be in the new Fast and Furious. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Who's not it. in this new I, movie? <laughs> I knew it. I knew you were setting it up for the Cardi B story. Oh my god, it was so bad. I, I, it's probably gonna be a cameo, dude. All right, I got to ask because I will say, you know, I really didn't have interest in Hustlers, but I do want to see it because it's getting, you know, I'll probably see it when it comes out on Blu-ray. She's not in it a lot, right? She's in three scenes. Okay. And, like, like, she, like, she is funny, but, like, she, you know, it's very clear that she's, like, playing herself. Like, but, like, you know, she handled what she had to do well. It wasn't, like, a lot of her demanding of her. There is a movie, um... I was we were watching. I think I was watching Jojo Rabbit, and then I guess that'll segue into what we watched. Um, I was watching Jojo Rabbit on the other day. I can't remember what day it was, but um, they gave a trailer for a new Tiffany Haddish movie that comes uh, out with in January. Rose- My God, I've seen that trailer so many times. The in, last few movies I've seen. Yeah, uh, I like girl. Rose Byrne though. I do like Rose Byrne. That's the problem. You know, like, I like Tiffany Haddish. I know you don't like Tiffany Haddish, but I like her. Ugh, ugh. And then Selma Hayek looks like she's embarrassing herself, too. Yeah. Well, like, Disney should have been like, yo, we got Eternals coming out this year. You can't be making garbage like this. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, she's like, I'm an Oscar nominee, though. So. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. So, I. No, I've seen that trailer. That trailer is up there with that Bridges, 21 Bridges trailer, or whatever the fuck that movie's called. 21 uh, Bridges? I've seen it so many times. I have no interest in seeing that movie ever. I just you know, I keep seeing a lot of trailers for whenever I go to movies is Knives Out, and that looks phenomenal. So I, I can't wait for that. One Knives Out trailer. Oh my god, it, it looks so good, and I know someone that saw it and said that it is one of the best films of the year, and it's so different from it. Why he loves Ryan Johnson is because is it like Oscar y or no? So he thinks it is. He's a pundit, so like he thinks it is. Like it won't win anything, but in terms of production design, score. Adapted screenplay, picture, no acting noms. Maybe Tony Collette if they do go acting noms, and Don Johnson for like supporting actor. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, don't be hating on Don Johnson, especially after watching <laughs> Watchmen. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I've heard about. I can't wait to see Chris Evans be a dick. That's why I can't wait to see. Yeah, someone. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Another person that I know saw it was like, "This is the best." role for him to take at to kind of get away from the sti- the stigma of like Captain, Captain America. America. Yeah. Like they said it's perfect for him. So nice. Well you know I read a I read a uh interview with Elizabeth Olsen and I think this might be true of like all of these guys who are in these Marvel movies is they asked her what's the hardest thing about being in the MCU and I think they were gonna like they wanted to like a que- answer of like, oh, it's so grueling and like the stunts. And she went into like, well, like she's used to doing like indie stuff and doing theater and all that. And she doesn't have time for it. Like she was like, you have to like, you sign your, like, she's like, I'm not saying it in a way to like complain about it, but like you sign away a lot of your time to do these movies. 
and that it doesn't leave you open to do anything else really or try other things because your schedule is set around like these like events that they need you to do. I see like, that. These, I, like I, these big I can movies, see that. And, like and for her, like you know, the TV show, like all that stuff, and like and she by no means was complaining. She's like, I I love it and I'm glad to be a part of it. But she said like she misses that part of her career where she could do like an indie film that like shoot for 30 days because you can't because like you know you can't you have to be available to them or like i guess she did a show for like uh i think it was facebook streaming or whatever that like took a little bit of time and like that was good for her to do but like she said for the most part like it's just so hard to like do other things and i and she mentioned chris and robert Downey jr being out and i think that what they appreciate more about being out of it now is that they get to branch out and do other things again yeah because i also think no one ever admits this, but I I assume that they probably can't take certain roles because you are the face. Yeah, of they don't want you making. Uh, I mean, I'm sure if Warner Brothers comes calling like, "Hey, we want you for this DC." Like, oh, I can't. <laughs> well, not even that. Like, we want RDJ to play like the serial killer or something like that. They're probably like, "No, nah, you're our Iron Man." Well, you're not Iron Man anymore. We want Scarlet Joe for Piranhas too. <laughs> yeah, shit like that. And plus, Scarlet smart. I don't think she's gonna be doing anything like that. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, this week I saw Jojo Rabbit and it's as good as I wanted it to be. It's awesome. It's hilarious. Like you really have to walk in there understanding what you're going to watch. It, you know, it's not. You know, Hitler is hilarious. That's what he. <laughs> I need to. I need to watch more of this guy's stuff. I like. I never watched. Uh, what's it called? What we what do, we do in shadows or whatever. Yeah, like I've never, I've never seen that, and like, just based on like Thor Ragnarok, I just like his like sensibilities as a writer director. And he he knows. The thing is, I don't think people understand. Um, you know, there, a lot of the backlash that's going towards the movie is that you know it kind of doesn't. What's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't bring down Nazis and Hitler and all that stuff. But it, you know, it does. And anyway. He's Jewish, so it's not like yeah. it's, it's someone that oh, you didn't know he was Jewish. I did not know. Oh yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. know either. Yeah, Watiti's Jewish, so it's not like he, it's someone that's like glorifying Nazis or anything like that. This guy knows what he's talking about. So on top of that, it's not just a comedy. It's very, very heartfelt. There's like, have you guys seen the trailer? Yeah, yeah. I've seen. So you see this trailer where he meets the Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. It's about those. You're a Jew. Two. God bless you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> no, uh, she said Kazutite. <laughs> Kazutite, sorry. Yeah, it's <laughs> the relationship between those two is so great, and he's he's uh, he pretty much grows up to believe that Jewish people are bad. So when he meets her, he treats her like shit. But then the relationship develops, and he sees how great she is. And she, if anyone should get an Oscar nomination, like performance wise, is uh, Thomas and Mackenzie, she plays uh, the Jewish girl. She's fantastic in it. I loved her. And the movie's really funny. The movie is legit funny. Like He has a little fat friend, and he <laughs> is so funny in the movie. But uh, Yeah, she's really good in it. She's not in it much, but she's she's pretty good in it. Like, if she gets a nom, it's going to be for Marriage Story. It's not going to be for, for this. Uh, screenplay is in a play, though. I think it could win adapted screenplay. And it, is this getting a wide release or no? 
I think I only saw it in in Lincoln Square. That's the only place I see it. I think it'd be based on how it does. Yeah, I think so. I went to a very early screening. I think it was like an 11 a.m. screening. No, 10:45, and it was almost sold out. So nice. That could mean that it might get a a wider push. But yeah, if you guys get a chance, definitely see it. I think you guys would have a good time with it. Um, I also been doing a lot of horror movies. I saw the two Texas Chainsaw Massacres, the original and the remake. Oh man, I can't believe I'm saying this. Gee, the remake. You think is... the remake's better? Well, it's not holding. No, they. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's hard. So like, I mean, we're gonna get to this later. It was hard because I think that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a legit, really good horror movie. I think so too. Uh, um, but the remake does a lot. I, I think the remake does a lot of stuff right, and I I think the best thing that it does is it doesn't directly copy it. Like it kind of pays homage to it mostly. Like with certain shots and certain things that it does, but like, yeah, it's hard. I mean, they're both good. I like both of them a lot. Yeah. Um, and then I saw. So I go to this horror convention. Shout out to Monster Mania, and they were actually making a. Uh, some people that go to the con, they were promoting a fan-made Friday the Thirteenth movie. So it's a fan film. Oh, uh, I've seen this online. With uh, C.J. Graham, who plays yeah. Jason and Jason Lives. And the late Steve Dash, who plays Jason in part two. So uh, it's on YouTube, and I decided to check it out. For It's bad. I'm going to just put it out there. But as oh, a, okay. for a fan film, it's not as bad as Terrible. I expected. Yeah, it's not as bad as I expected. Like, it's, you can get through the 80 minutes. It's not, you know, if, it looks like just, you know, a cliche slasher film. But, um. The ending makes no sense, so that's why I'm a little like. If you guys have a chance to check it out, it's free on YouTube. So, um, if the ending is just uh, abysmal, garbage. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just absolute. It makes zero sense. If you watch the movie, you'll. I don't want to spoil it, but if you watch the movie, you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. And then uh, it was Jenny and I's anniversary, her dating anniversary this week, so she wanted to watch something not horror. So I saw Married to the Mob for the first time, and it is delightful. I don't know. Yeah, I've seen it. It's been a while since I watched yeah, it. It's, it's really good. Oh, and we and I saw Tower of Terror, the Steve Guttenberg and Kristen Dunst movie. No, oh, jeez. It's good. No, well, it's not good, <laughs> but it's it's fine. But uh, yeah. What, <laughs> what what do you guys watch this week? Uh, first. G, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I'll let G go. Um, I I've been watching like horror stuff. I watched Trick or Treat. Oh yeah, I saw uh, Trick or Treat too this week. It's still great. It is good, and like it's, I, I didn't know a lot about like you know because on G reels we're doing this whole like that movie lovers club thing, so there's like a whole month of horror movies. So like there's certain certain things either I haven't seen or things I haven't watched in a while, and I have to like look up facts about the movies. And like I had no idea that like Trick or Treat was supposed to get like a wide release when it was when it was coming out, but Warner Brothers was supposed to release it, and they didn't want to release it. It was uh, gonna come out against one of the Saw sequels. And they were like, oh, no, we can't compete with that. So it sat on the shelf for, like, three years until it got, like, a straight-to-DVD like DVD release. So I actually the- I actually had in 2008 or seven when the movie came out, I actually had tickets to, the, to, the, to go see it, and they canceled my tickets because they canceled the premiere. The movie, yeah. yeah. And then it got good reviews. I think, I think I mean, I don't, I don't know if they didn't realize what they had with it, but, like, it... You know, it it is fun. It's like a fun little like. I I think part, I think now moving forward it'll be more part of my like annual like 
Halloween viewing. Yeah, it's my. It's it one really of my has places. that kind of style and feel, which is kind of cool. Um, I watched the Baba Duke for the first time in a while. I still like it. I get why people don't. So do but I. I. Still like. It. So do I. I. Like it's more of like a psychological drama than like a horror movie. Yep. Um, I, I remember. Uh, I, rec- I think the acting's so good though. I remember I recommended that to someone before I realized I shouldn't recommend everything I like to people that are casual movie watchers. <laughs> and they're like, oh, do you have any recommendations for horror? And I suggested The Duke and It Follows. They didn't like what I, I didn't like what they said after. They did not <laughs> oh, like it Oh, I also it watched It Follows again. I love It Follows. Yeah, same here. Uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I didn't see anything in theaters, I think, since the last time we talked. Um... Oh, I watched because uh, I always do. I watched Prom Night, Terror Train, and The Fog. What the my f- little lower, lower tier Jamie Lee Curtis trilogy. <laughs> uh, By I the still way, think, like, I, when you I watch, like The Fog a lot, I like The Fog too. You she gave it up to Tom Atkins hella quick. Did you? I know. <laughs> I for I rewatched it like a few weeks ago, and I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh cool. She I forgot. To, I'm like I forgot Tom Atkins is in this, and then it's like she got a ride. <laughs> Yo, and like the next scene, they're like just hanging in bed, smoking cigarettes and shit. So I think it's funny though, like when Tom Atkins talks about Jamie Lee Curtis, like in interviews and stuff around that time, and they're like, "Oh, what was it like working with her?" And like, you know, there was a significant age gap even back then between the two of them. Yeah. So like he, it, it, it's funny the way he talks about it, but it, like because he's older now, it almost comes out like like creepy old man. Like, well, what do you think? It's like a nineteen year old Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> of course I like working with her. Uh, but he was like, you know, he was like, nowadays, like, no, I mean, like, that would never happen. Like, I can't believe that they allowed that to happen. Like, oh, this guy did me picking up someone that looks like her and then just, like, having it happen that quick. Speaking of uh, It's not something you really think about when you're watching it until recently when I was like, wow, she does. Like, all because he picked her up and gave her a ride. And then all of a sudden she's just at his house. Speaking <laughs> of uh, Tom Atkins, uh, uh, I rewatched Halloween, like, a few weeks ago. It's Halloween 3. Because it's on my watch list every year man i see i know you you still don't love it but you change your tune on it a little bit yeah, that yeah, movie little... is like beloved now i see everywhere and i'm like yo i was like oh the... yeah no people love it i like, was like yeah, i was like yeah. the conductor of that train like fucking three years ago <laughs> I, mean, I, I brought it up to you when we went to the halloween convention like that panel had the most people there it's a good the movie most, man like, I, the I most passionate people there like um I, even when I didn't like it that much, I still give props to the ending, which I think is great. Like, I think I think in an era where American Horror Story does the same thing, I mean, it was just marketed wrong. Like, you just can't yeah. you can't put trailers. I, I don't know if you ever guys guys have ever seen the trailer. If you guys get a chance to watch the trailer to Halloween three, it's they're really promoting a sequel to Halloween and not what it was. So I can see why people were like viscerally hated. But it's it's I think it's so good. But uh, yeah, well, uh, sorry about that. What else you got? What do you guys? What else you guys see? Uh, I had Ryan's up. All right, go ahead. Ryan. Um, for me, I'll start off with the movie you recommended for me last week. Uh, there will be blood. Yes, tell me how much you loved it. I enjoyed the <laughs> shit. Out. Oh no, oh, Ryan! Like, I... <laughs> Ryan, you were gonna disappoint me for a second. You made. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't like it so much. Uh, no, I get why you. I especially get why you of all people love it so much. I think it's a really well done movie. I think the acting is incredible. I can now see what's his name as Riddler. I saw a little bit of Riddler in his acting. In his acting there, I'm like, oh, I can see a little are bit of Riddler saying, there. Rye, are you saying it's a it's it's a Dave film snob movie? Is that what you're saying? 
Possibly. Yeah, yeah you know what? Uh, I mean, I would re- I would recommend that to everyone I know. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. Either. Casey hated it. Yep. I'll say I, that much. Why it was too slow, right? Because it is a slow movie. She, she felt there was no plot. Oh, there is though. Oh. I, I that's what I no. Trust me, I, I we had this argument this morning. <laughs> Did she at least think Daniel Day Lewis is like a godsend to to acting? Because he was. I think she enjoyed the acting as well, but. She just like her exact words were, "I'm never letting you pick the movies ever again." Oh, tell Casey I love her, but we need to oh, have a chat. We'll do. But no, I enjoyed it. The acting was phenomenal. You know how I, I, would, tr- you know how I would trick people into watching it? I'd be like, "Yo, yo!" So the same guy who did Boogie Nights, and they'd be like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, watch it." <laughs> That's how I would trick them. Into and they're like, it. "Yo, what? Like, we're in church, and like, what's up with this bowling alley? What do you think of the end with the bowling alley?" I thought that was great. Yeah. I really actually enjoyed the ending. Um, I thought, like again, all the acting was phenomenal. The scenes were great. I didn't think the story itself was great. Just wasn't. I want to say it wasn't. This is Dave's knob movie. Just wasn't as much a Ryan movie. No, that makes that sense. makes sense. I, I um, I'm terrified to let Jen watch it. I haven't. I haven't. She, <laughs> she always wants to be like, oh babe, you always talk about there will be blood. You should. We should watch it. And I'm like, oh, we can watch something else. I just don't want. <laughs> I don't think he's directed the bad movie yet. PTA? No. Fall time is it? No. I don't uh, think so. So yeah, Boogie Nights, Magnolia. There will be blood. Great. I love Magnolia. Ugh. Uh, Punk Drug Love. Uh, there will be blood. We were already talking about that one. No, no, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of the order. Inherent Vice, The Master. Uh, yeah, he hasn't made a bad movie yet. Fa- have you seen Phantom? He's like Friends? he's in a rare club. I think there's a club of directors who've never made bad movies, and I'm putting David Fincher in there because I don't count Alien Three because it wasn't his fault. Uh, but there's. <laughs> As a rare club of directors who've never made bad movies, that's like good, Christopher Nolan's question. in that club. Yeah, so I would say, Rive, you can chime in too. So I say Christopher Nolan. I agree with you. I don't think Martin mm-hmm. Scorsese's ever been a, made a bad movie. Uh, no, you like bringing out the dead? Wait, what? You like bringing out the dead? There was one with Nicolas Cage. And, uh, it just had its 20th anniversary, actually. Hold well, on, let me look it up. Hold on, I'm looking it up as well. <laughs> right, while we wait, go ahead. Do you have anyone? In the um. Room? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch. Um, on a totally different spectrum, I also watched all of Rick and Morty. How do you like that? that show? Is... That's not a Dave show, I think. I, like I think I you would appreciate. Time. I think you'll appreciate the show, but I don't think you'll love it. I think you'll appreciate it. Gotcha. It's funny. It's do you witty. Like shows like that. Like, do you like Family Guy and all that stuff? Uh, uh, me? Uh, yeah. I used to like Family Guy, but then it got re- uh, it fell off the wagon. And yeah, the it's Simpsons, a- this is. Rick and Morty has never fallen off the wagon. There's three seasons so far. I'll well, say that. Three seasons. So the Simpsons I haven't liked since like 1995. Yeah. Well, there's a golden era. The Simpsons hasn't touched that in a long time. Yeah. So that yeah. that's about it for me. Yeah. I'm hard when it comes to. Yeah. I like. I've never watched like Bob's Burgers. I know people love that. I've never watched that. Oh, actually, I do like Bob's Burger. Bob's Burger is. Pretty I've seen hilarious. like the first episode. And I've never really watched American Dad, but I, my brother likes American Dad a lot. That's like, a fun show as well. I saw the first episode um, because I saw it all over Comic Con two weeks ago. Uh, Big Mouth on Netflix. And oh, that's... I didn't mean to watch that. I can't get past the first episode, honestly. Yeah, it's funny, but I don't know if I probably ever watch the series. Not, not for me. Now, Rick and Morty is very smart. It's uh, very it's self-aware, but in a good way. Um, I will recommend it to just about anybody to at least give it a shot. If it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Gotcha. Um, I did a Men in Black rewatch because I was so breaking sorry. Casey's cherry on that. I'm so the sorry. original one. Oh, you, I thought you watched the whole trilogy. or all. No, I haven't gotten that far yet. Man, the third one's all right. 
That's all right. It goes for me. It goes it's more better, it's better than Street International <laughs> too. So yeah, I, it's, I, I awful. it's the second prob- one is awful. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I look blasphemous as it is. I think I probably like International more than the fucking other two. Oh, uh, and, I, and I didn't I love like, International. I like Street I more than International, but. And just, just, my problem with International is that nothing really happened, and like no, that's a, yeah. no, that's a movie that nothing happens in. It is pretty straight. And like, how do you squander that like potential chemistry between those two because they work well together? Which is still like, there. That's the worst part about it. The chemistry still yeah. there in that movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, another director that hasn't made a bad movie. How can I forget the great Damien Chazelle? Just oh uh, yeah, he's like he's only a few in that he hasn't. But he's three for uh, Tarantino's never made a bad movie. Uh, well, what you gonna say? You know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> Which one? You know what, what I'm gonna No. Kill Bill? No, I don't like Jackie Brown, man. Oh, yeah, you don't like Jackie. That's not a bad movie. If no, it's not a bad movie. No, it's not a, it's not a bad movie. I just don't like it. It's not for me. And at I all. actually, wa- I can actually watch that more than Pulp Fiction. I'm not saying it's better. I, I'm I, just saying I can watch it more than Pulp Fiction. I gave it a shot, like, because I hadn't seen it when. Like a, There's a, so many good things in it though, like things I remember and love, and Samuel L. Jackson's great in it. I, I guess yeah. I don't know. And Mike, why are you gonna promote and Michael Keaton? Fonda, Fonda is on in it too. Michael Keaton's not even in it a lot. That's another thing that annoyed the shit out of me. Because you wanted Batman to be in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's an ensemble. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Watch Night Shift or whatever that movie is with him and uh, Henry Winkler. Char- that character is in Out of Sight with Jennifer Lopez. Who the character Michael Keaton plays? Yeah, because it, you know it's based like that's the one Quentin Tarantino movie that is not based on like an original idea. Oh, like I it's guess, based yeah. on like, a more Leonard book, and that character is in the uh, the other book that he wrote out of sight. You know that so may, he's in, that may yeah, be he's why I didn't that may be why I didn't like it as much. I just didn't feel like it was a Tarantino movie. Yeah, you know, I, I will say this: it, it's very much even though the style is very much Quentin Tarantino, like the overall structure and writing is different. From yes. the stuff he's done, that may be it. Because uh, he's it's based on someone else's stuff, but like, yeah, I mean, have you seen? We like, talked about out of sight. I mean, have you watched that? No. Before? No. It's good. I mean, it, like, I don't, you like some of Steven Soderbergh stuff? Yes. And like Jennifer Lopez is good in it. I know you don't want to hear that either, but she's good in it. <laughs> and, and George Clooney and her are really good together in it. Um, it's like I always go back on that when everyone's like, "Hey, she can't act. She's not that good." I'm like, "Dude, just watch that." It's so Lena and Al Hustlers. I'm like, yeah, she can act when she tries. Yeah, I think the Oscar train is over. She's not getting in. Just wanted to put that out there. Oh, and supporting, and not even supporting. No, supporting as a dumpster fire. But I don't think she's getting in. The only thing that the only thing that made help her is that the report and Annette Benning are not getting as much praise as originally early talked about early in the summer. So I, I think, think it was a who was it? Variety and Hollywood Reporter and Forbes magazine. And I think it's crazy to to think this way. But like they even said this about Joker, like they were like the fact that Hustlers has made over hundred million dollars helps it any chances for like like some kind of push. And same thing with Joker, it making a ton of money. If you thought like maybe it wouldn't get in in certain categories, now it is. I don't know why box office is important for that. If it just makes movies more visible to people, I think uh, the ratings thing that the issue is with the Oscars. I think the fact that people came i i i jokingly said I, I think i said it before the movie came out and i said it on facebook on our facebook group as well like this is this year's bohemian rhapsody and it's looking like it like it's gonna be it's gonna make more money than bohemian on a smaller budget i believe i think five million less and it has the best performance of the year i think so it, it 
I, I've said this before. The issue is, not, I don't think the issue is going to be him winning. I think if he gets in, he's the favorite. It's him getting in. I think that's yeah. The, and my thing with the Joker, it's not so much about him. Like, like I think his chances of, of course, getting in are like yeah, he has to get in. He will get in. Him winning, I mean, is another. I think he could. My issue with Joker is like all the other categories. Like, I guess like Best Picture is where I'm kind of like, will it? So because like there here, are a lot of begrudgingly old Academy members that are like, so no, here no, here is good. how you measure if a movie is going to get into Best Picture. Like how I do it when I do my predictions. Like if you, you the first thing you do is look under the line. If you look at Will it get into production design? I think it will. Will it get into score? I think it will. Will it get into adapted screenplay, costumes, makeup and hairstyling, editing? When you get into like, if you get to like five or six already off the top of your head under the line, there's no way that a movie gets five or six and doesn't get best picture. The last movie I think that did that happened to be The Dark Knight and they made a new rule because of it. I think The Dark Knight was nominated for seven Oscars. And not picture. So I think when you look at it that way, you have to... I have it in a lot. I have it in seven total. So I think if it gets into at least five under the line, below the line, I think it'll get into best picture. That's kind of where... It's not going to win best picture, but if it gets in... And also if it gets in, it's going to help Joaquin, like, a lot. So, I mean, we'll we'll find... We'll start finding out soon because... Oh, oh. Sorry, speaking of, uh, did you see that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going comedy for the Golden Globes? No, it's going to drama. They said, well, oh, yeah, I read, oh, okay, I read comedy yesterday. Like, Hollywood Reporter said comedy, I don't know. Did they? Because I read yeah. earlier, oh, then maybe they changed it because I read on Sunday or Monday that it was going drama. So It makes more sense to go comedy? <laughs> it, it'll win. It's going to guarantee a win. It, uh, my thing is, I think, now. It's more I, comedy than The Martian. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, and, and I also, and I also think, like, you play it. That way, you got to start thinking about like, look at wins that you can get up during a season. If it goes comedy, it's gonna win actor and it's gonna win fi- a picture like easy in a walk. Yeah, I don't think uh, like I love Easily, Taron Egerton. Yeah. I love Taron Egerton, but I don't think he's gonna beat Leo. So it's even though his performance is more musical. I mean, it's more like the yeah. And don't get me I wrong, I'm, I'm starting to think that he won't get nominated for an Oscar, and it makes me sad. Oh, well, <laughs> like, I. I I've tried to put you on that train a long time ago, my friend. I know, but it's like, and like, and I, I can't help but directly compare it to Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm like, all right, he's doing everything that that guy did, but like more because he's doing his own singing. He like, he like fully went into like this 100%. Well, I think this goes in, movie. I think this goes into what you were saying before about box office. It didn't make a lot of money. Yeah, you know what? I I I would be so mad if I was like, uh, Rocket Man made like ninety seven million dollars, which is not bad by any means, especially for a movie like that. But the fact that they couldn't keep it in theaters like a little bit longer to like push it up to that century mark, when you fall that short of it, like it's like a little bit. You know what's crazy? By the way, I wonder, and this is probably me thinking, you know, about Queen still being active and who's their lead singer, because Adam Lambert's very popular. I wonder yeah. if that brought in a younger audience to see Bohemian Rhapsody last year because there's so many Queen fans that are younger well, now. Well, I asked, I was asking like you know when Rocket Man came out because like I I guess like for me like based on like yeah Queen has a lot of like bangers and they're great but like overall I prefer the music of Elton John uh, and like I and I'm... I kind of thought Elton John like I thought people liked 
like were like me and kind of liked him more than they like like Queen. But then I found out later that like more people enjoy Queen more than Elton John, even though they could name they actually could name more Elton John songs on the top of their heads, like that were popular than Queen songs, but they just prefer Queen. I I, I think I can say the same. I do prefer Queen, to be honest with you. I was more because I saw Queen this year live a few weeks ago, and I saw Elton John live this year a few months ago, and I think I had a... I enjoyed both, but I think I had a better time with Queen. Which is, like you said, Elton John has more hits. It's just... Yeah, and I, but I do agree. I think that Adam Lambert makes it... It skews younger, because I know a lot of people that... Have, and then, like, you know, it's cool because, like, Adam Lambert brings in the younger crowd, but then there are the older Queen fans that, like, actually respect him, like, like, like him. He's a good he's artist. Like, That's a, he's a he's good, a good artist. artist. He has a great voice. Like, you know, he, you're not really trying to replace Freddie Mercury, but if you're going to have someone fill in for him, like Adam Lambert's not a bad choice at all. Totally agree. All right. So let's let's move on. Anything else, Ryan, your end, or you're good? Um, I also saw Joker for the third time <clears throat> and a bunch of horror flicks from my and, movie, and from you, my list. And you hated it, right? You hated Joker this time? Oh, yeah. I, I hated it. I can see. I don't understand what the hype is about. It, I've only it's, seen, it's, I've it's, seen it once. I was, like, afraid to go again. It, Wait, it, like, you know, it's always the best movie like, made this year. Wait, afraid Well, because, like, the, okay, the week after I saw it in, like, L.A., like, uh, there was, like, all these little things that happened in theaters in L.A. Not, like, big things, but, like, little things like security concerns in L.A. theaters. Like after I saw it, and I was like, you know, what? I don't want to tempt fate and see it again. Oh uh, maybe I'll see it now that it's kind of died down. Well, I I think one of our the movie pages we follow just saw it. I mean, I don't talk to them on the regular, but I wonder if that's why they held on too. It could be. I mean, like I like, I was talking to my buddy Justin about it, and I was like, dude, I think we kind of like did a good thing, like seeing it when we did. And he was like, I kind of want to see it again, but then he read the same stuff that I read, and he was like, man, maybe we just like should be happy that we got that one in and then just watch it again when it comes out. I mean, it'll be out, it it'll be out on, on Blu-ray in about a month, so... if Yeah, and, the turnover rate on these movies is crazy now. See, it's funny you say that there's a bunch of, like, issues, because I saw a meme that, in my eyes, summed it up perfectly. It was all the, you know, above is, like, all media outlets. Joker may cause mass shooting, and then the underneath is the worst thing that it caused, and that's a bunch of people reenacting the dance on the stairs. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Good point, Rye. I didn't even think about that. That is the worst thing that's happened so far. By the way, not a good area to hang out in, so... Yeah, like it's like <laughs> deep I, in the Bronx, right? I know, I, know, I know almost everywhere that they filmed that movie in, and the most dangerous location is the stairs. <laughs> so I, I do want to go see it, but I'm going to go like in the broad daylight... <laughs> <laughs> like during on a Sunday <laughs> on a Sunday while everyone's in church or something like that because <laughs> I'm I, I'm not like like I'm not testing fate on that um but I, I I think I've mentioned on here I work by Crime Alley I walk by it every day and where the theater is uh that the Waynes <laughs> were in so I pass by there every day and where the Charlie Chaplin movie Modern Times was in so but yeah let's move on to what we're here for today our little tribute to horror for this year looking at our top five Scream Queens and top five horror films better than their original. G, what do you want to do first? Uh, bullshit. I guess we do remakes first. All right, cool. So, right, you're the least into horror out of all of us, I think. Why don't you kick it off? Yeah, I'll be honest. This is like my weakest list ever. <laughs> let's let's hear it. Um, so should we just do uh, five through two and then yes. save the last for everyone? All right. Yeah. And their favorite scene first. if you have one. Oh, I don't have one. 
I shall. Uh, sorry, I'll just go on. Number five, I have The Ring. Um, number four, I have Last House House on the Left. Okay. Yeah. Number three, I have Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And number two, I have Child's Play. You wow. think the, wait, you think the remake is better than the original? I uh, just not it, by a lot. It's but surprisingly good. But it like, is, it is, it is. I agree. It was surprisingly good. I watched it again. Actually, I forgot to mention that I watched that again, and like it is, it is good. It's a I fun movie. Say, like, it's a fun. The I had stuff a really it says time. about like technology and like all that, like smart, especially smart stuff like that. Like, yeah, like, it, to me, that's scarier than the original doll coming to life. Like <laughs> we were watching. Um, uh, I was been watching Supernatural with Casey getting her caught up and we watched an episode where mannequins come to life and I said to her I'm like I'm straight up more afraid that mannequins especially in this day and age will come to life more than like skeletons and stuff like that <laughs> that I mean I I don't here's the thing gee I don't know if you agree like Child's Play is good but it's not the original is good it's not great it's not great it. I think it I think it's a lot better than it has any right to be um, based <laughs> yes, on that concept, yes, yes, I totally. Agree. Uh, but like, yeah, it. But I still like, even when I found out they were gonna remake it, though, I didn't want them to touch it. I thought I was like, ah, oh, don't mess with it. Especially since, like, if you're a horror fan, like the franchise is kind of like it's thriving, cool. at least in yeah, its own it's right. Yeah. Um, uh, but like, I was surprised that the remake wasn't a dumpster fire. It was like pretty good, what? and the acting was good too. Like that little kid was great in it. Like, uh, yeah, I thought, Mark Hamill like, is always phenomenal. Yeah. That, that, uh, I still love that this is for Tupac scene. It's hilarious. <laughs> it, was, it was my biggest concern was like outside of like the premise was Mark Hamill, but he he was good. I liked him a lot. Well, he was. Is like, there anything he's bad in? Yes. I can't think of anything <laughs> right now. <laughs> and they actually make you feel sorry for Chucky a little bit in it. Yeah, because he's like, a, I mean, Andy's a like, fucking everything dick. he's doing is like because he, he wants to be friends with Andy. Like you know when he tries to kill the cat, like. Because the cat scratched him, and like, and then when he kills like the the Bullies. really crappy boyfriend, like it's because like he's really crappy to Andy. Like everything that he does is because he like wants to be Andy's friend. Yeah, Andy's, Andy's a, a dick. Yeah, Andy's a straight up <laughs> dick. Though. Andy, you bastard. <laughs> All right, G. What do you got? All right, so five. I have uh, the Grudge only, and only because I like that a little bit more than the Ring. I've never uh, seen it. Do you have a favorite scene in it, or? Um. Oh, well, well, you haven't seen it, right? Um, it's a toss-up. Okay. Well, actually, there's one really good, scary scene. It's hard to describe, but like the, the girl is like she's in her apartment and like she's hearing like I you know all like the weird noises like the ghost makes. I don't know if you've heard like the yeah the I saw it in the, the in, in the remake one that's coming out. Yeah. So like that's going on throughout an entire apartment, right? And then uh, she gets a call from her brother, and like uh. Oh, no, he rings the doorbell, and she goes and looks out the people, and her brother's there. When she opens the door, he's not. And then she starts hearing that noise again, and she, like, crawls into her bed and, like, throws the covers over herself, and you think she's safe. And then you just see the bottom of her covers start moving, like, kind of like there's someone in the bed with her. And when she, like, pulls the covers up, it's that, like, ghost chick with long hair and, like, just pulls her into the bed, and, like, she disappears. Like, it's I'm describing it poorly, but it's a really well-done, like, scene like there's a lot of scenes in that that are like kind of more suspenseful than anything because it is pg-13 you just picked it because it's smg (laughs) no that's not true (laughs) mostly (laughs) (laughs) 
four, I have uh, Dawn of the Dead. Really? You guys? Like I think it more I think it's way, I think it's way better. See, oh, see, zombie movies are like this for me. So, like, if you one thing that will make them infinitely scarier is if you make them run. True. And uh, I, I just can't like I'm not down with the whole like I get the social commentary in Dawn of the Dead more. Like, I think that's smarter than like what because they don't really touch on that in the remake. Yeah. Just purely as a horror visceral experience, like I need I need those guys to like be like snarling and chasing after me to like be effective. Okay. Uh three, I have Last House on the Left. And you said you never like you hadn't seen the remake. I can't because the one the first one fucking trauma. Have you seen uh, Rye, have you seen the original? I can't find honestly I can't find it the is, original. Uh, it is fucking fuck the, and traumatizing. Fuck Google. It is so traumatized. It doesn't have because yeah. the the I I haven't seen the remake, but I heard the remake actually has a happy ending as opposed to the original. Yeah, That's they they there are some key changes in the remake, and like it depends on who you talk to. Some people like those changes, and other people don't. Um, you know who you're like in the you know who's in the the remake? Dave, oh yeah, is, Aaron uh, Paul. Jesse. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Paul's in it. He's like he's crazy. Is he one of the? <laughs> uh, one of he's the guys? one of the bad guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot Dawn of the Dead. I'm talking about favorite scenes. I think the actually opening scene is like the best part of the movie. Oh, the one in the bedroom? And it like sets up the movie really well. Because it's like, it's like this regular mundane thing where she's at work or whatever. And then like she has to go and she like, that whole scene in the bedroom with the little like uh, zombie girl is like really good. Yep. And then the last house on the left, um, I hate I hate to say this is like a favorite scene because it's so disturbing. It, it, it mirrors the stuff that happens in the original with the two girls. Mm-hmm. But it's so well done. And if it makes you feel icky and gross, then it's doing its job, doing I think. It's doing its job, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Agreed. for two, I have... Uh, uh, this I have Evil Dead. What? I, think it's, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I think it's a lot better. You made me cough on that. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I do. I'm sorry. Give me better effects. And more. I oh, don't know, my man. God. Sorry. I can't believe... I like, the, I like the remake. I do like the remake. But that... Oh, my God. That's so blasphemous. Oh, yeah, no, the original Dead. is so much better. Oh. And I'm probably going to watch Evil Dead 2 when we're done. And it has something that the, the original has something the remake doesn't. Bruce Campbell. What the rape seems to treat Exactly. Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Uh, well, you don't I, need Bruce Campbell in the remake, though. No, no, you don't. You, you don't need I, Bruce Campbell in everything. So I, <laughs> no, you don't. It, it would be distracting and not, like, that would be weird. All jokes aside, so I, I like it. Yeah, all jokes aside, I like that they made the protagonist a girl. And not a not a yeah. guy because then it would be be like oh he's he's fine but he's no Bruce Campbell so they're the they're yeah. taking the I actually think right that away. movie is a lot better than people give him credit for I mean like it's like I mean when it's I fine. Played, it's fine you like child's play more than child's play. <laughs> <laughs> um is your favorite scene when she comes out from the floor yeah 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 for sure. that, I had a feeling because that's that, yeah. that was my favorite all right so on my end I have the uh, my number five I like the crazies. More than the original. The original. I would good. honorable. I would honorable mention that if we did. Or it, it might be in a ten. Same. It might be in top ten if I we did ten. Like I like that it's a zombie movie, but a little bit different. It's pretty much Killer yeah. Horde of the Living. Thing. Right. And it, and it goes to the whole. Uh, they go crazy because they're exposed to some virus. So you're still exposed to the virus, but you're not a zombie. So I like. I I thought. I was. It's a pretty pleasant, bleak movie too, by the way. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed the the remake of it. My number four is uh, The Hills Have Eyes, the 2006 version. I've, okay. I've seen both uh, both of them recently on a, like, on a back-to-back kind of thing, and 
I find the original it's fine, but it's boring as shit. I I'm pretty, I'm pretty, like of its time it probably was like yeah legit. My favorite scene, as morbid as it is, is the the scene in the trailer. Dude, uh, okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my number three is the fly, the remake of the fly. Nice. It's so gross. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It it's shows, so and that's all practical effects, which is the craziest thing. So gross. Um, Every time I talk about the fly, my mom is always like, "Only a white girl would stay with him." <laughs> <laughs> that would be all that's about. Fucked like, up, oh, I still love you. Like, no, you're throwing up white shit. No. <laughs> so I I didn't warn Jen about what was coming. I just told her watch it because I. Practical effects don't like as great as they are. They don't really like gross me out, but that oh my god! No, there's uh, shit towards the end where yeah. like oh. But my favorite <laughs> like, scene is oh. actually the final transformation when he completely turns into the fly, and you feel bad every time I rewatch it. I'm like, man, if you just checked that other one, you would have been able but, to get that uh, fly like that out. That scene where he like throws up on the dude, like the towards like the towards the end, right? I forgot. I, yeah, like oh, it's oh, <laughs> it's um, so gross, and she still is still like. The very definition of like stand by your man, like no, <laughs> and then no, no, <laughs> and then my number two is actually it, because it may be cheating, but it is a remake. Um, so my favorite scene from 2017's it is the the first time they're all together, like when they uh hang out by the pier or the yeah yeah. So I I like that was like the perfect character development of all of them. So yeah, it's my number two. Uh. I'm very curious. What's your number one, G? Uh, the main. Oh. oh no, right. Go. Sorry. Go ahead. The main reason it's my number one is because I like it a lot better than the original. Like it's far above and beyond. I don't like how you. Uh, my, this my bloody Valentine. Oh, I've never. I, I I've like never seen Valentine. It. I enjoyed the shit out of the remake. It's because I, it has I, that supernatural guy in it. That that helped. That helped a lot. <laughs> it even has like a famous uh uh back uh, the bridge in one of the scenes is like a famous bridge and they use a lot in Supernatural. But I digress. But no, the story was a lot better. The I, I just felt more put together. It felt like I watched. I've been judging movies on put down or do other shit. Like if I put my phone down, if I put everything else down, that means I really enjoyed it. If I do other shit and I can keep going and not worry. I don't think that movie's for me. And i rather do laundry again than watch My Bloody Valentine, the original. But the remake was good. The twist, the turns. I, I The entire time I thought Jensen Ackles was going to be the good guy. Because I didn't see the original until after. Yeah. Um, so the entire time I was like, oh, he's the good guy. You know, of course. Da, da, da. And then, spoiler alert, he's not. And he ends up being crazy. And just how they ended. they with, um, I like the little homages to the original they did. I think they did the homages perfectly. But it's just, I think, a really well done movie. It was a fun movie to see on opening weekend when it came out. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. And I think I saw it in 3D at one point too. The whole 3D thing was really cool. Yeah, it was. That's a lot of fun. Is that the time they um, were bringing 3D back for everything? Yeah, kind. Yeah, trying to at least. (laughs) That's when you got like Piranha 3D, well, three double D as they called it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Oh, all right, Jade, bring us home. So I actually I went the hills have eyes for my number one, uh, only because like based on like the quality of it being so much superior to the original, I think that like it, I I, I like that it takes its time doing what it's gonna do because like the first forty five minutes of that movie are kind of like 
like nothing really happens um, until you get to that scene that you talked about on the in the RV the trailer. And I remember seeing it on opening night when we when it came out, and a handful of people got up and left. It's during really, that scene. Yeah, it's a disturbing scene. Uh, and that whole scene is like, I mean, the fact that you have like the one dude like, like sucking out her her breast milk while he has a gun to her baby's head. Yeah. And like it's like the whole like and like it's it feels weird to call out that scene as like being like a well, that's a really great scene. But it like like I said, if it makes you feel that way, then like it's a horror movie is doing its job. And like that whole scene is just like I think the fact that you they make you care about them leading up to that. They give you enough of the whole family dynamic to like care about the outcome. Uh, I think really works, and I and even Wes Craven like has been quoted when he was alive that he thought that because the guys who directed that or the guy who directed did that movie High Tension. Some people don't like that movie, that the and Christian, some people do. Is that the one with Christian Bale? No, High Tension is that it's that French one, uh, French horror film. Oh, okay, never. Uh, it has a really ridiculous twist that some people love, some people hate. But, like, he chose them to direct it because he liked their style. And he actually thinks that they did a better job with it than he did with his. Um, which is probably saying a lot. But, I yeah, I think it, like, again, there, I think there's more, like, especially movies back then, there's more, like, social commentary and, like, stuff that he's trying to say in, like, The Hills Have Eyes and even, like, the original Last House on the Left. But just, like, as a purely, like, horror, like, visceral experience, I think it's a much better movie. Nice. Alrighty. And then my number one is... John Carpenter's The Thing. I'm surprised it's on our industry. It's further down. I mean, I like it. Also, it's Halloween's on none of your guys' lists. I was expecting oh, wait. that. Uh, well, isn't the latest... That's one reason it wasn't on my list. Was the latest oh, it's one... it's not a remake. It's not a remake? No, no, no. It's not a remake? Okay. No, that's what I wasn't sure about. That's why I didn't I thought you were talking about that Rob Zombie garbage, and I was... No. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, because remember, the question is top five horror films that are better than the original. I don't think even if it was a remake and it was as good as last year's was, it's not better than the original to me. Okay. So yeah, I yeah, have awesome. I have The Thing as my number one. I adore that movie. It's, it's probably my number two favorite John Carpenter movie. Probably. Um, yeah. My favorite. I go, I go back and forth in the fog. What I love about what it I is there's, there's always so much, there's so much tension throughout the film. And my favorite scene is actually the one that I think has the most tension is when they're doing a blood test. And they each have to give blood and uh, poke their finger and put the blood on it to see if one of them is the thing or not. I think that's such a great scene. And the practical effects in the entire movie are top-notch. Probably some of the best of that time. Probably the best in horror outside of... Probably that and The Fly are the best practical effects. It's crazy that that movie flopped when it came out. It's crazy that it wasn't really well-received when it came out. Yeah. And, like, John Carpenter said, like, that movie being a failure back then, like, hit him hard. And then, like, when he realized that years later that it kind of became, like, a cult classic, he felt validated. But he said when it came out and, like, no one seemed to like it, like, it hit him really hard. Came out the same weekend as Blade Runner. Two very, Uh, very... And I I think they both have that same kind of, like, they weren't really appreciated as much until later. Yeah. Like, these two, like, sci-fi movies, like... Um, but yeah, it's crazy to me. Like, I mean, like, like you said, like for you, it's your number two, like John Carpenter movie. I think when people talk about John Carpenter, it usually is like Halloween and then the thing for most people. Yeah. But it's crazy that it didn't have that kind of reception when it opened. I, I like they live a lot more than other people. So they live is actually like in my top three, but yeah, those two have always been my one or two. 
Uh, all right, so let's move on to Scream Queens. Um, I definitely cheated here, but it's it's all good. I had fun with this one. So I'll kick this one off. My number five is Marion Crane from Psycho. Um, that counts, yeah. Does it? Like, I thought I was cheating well, there. Cause she, well, she, well, you know what? I feel like if we're talking, like, it depends on, like, what you're looking at as Scream Queens, right? So, like, a lot of people call Janet Lee the original Scream Queen because, like, you know, there wasn't a lot of, like, movies like that back or Were there any movies like that back then? No, not like and, that, no. And, like, she, you know, she kind of defined, like, she's not, like, the Scream Queen final girl in, like, the sense that we know them now, but I would say that, like, in terms of, like, the genre, like, a lot, I think a lot of people would look at her as, like, that in some way. And I think it's a good, it's a good bookend to woman number one. And she, and she, and she gave us Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. <laughs> and I also think, uh, I, I, and also, I think, like, I think, I didn't put her on my list because I didn't think about it that way, but, like, you saying it makes me think of it that way more, but, like, she's a really complex character, and you don't really get to know her that, like, get a lot of her, you get a lot of, like, a short amount of time, but I think there's a lot going on with her that they, that you don't really, you get a surprisingly a lot of like, like I, I look at it like this. Not even that much. Like I look at it like this when I, we talked about like off the line, like in terms of development for the Scream Queens, like you could pick anyone from these Friday the Thirteenth movies, and I I don't have anyone on there, but like, they, they really weren't developed. Like Marion Crane in forty five minutes had more character development than a lot of these surviving girls had the entire movie and i think right, right. her death triggered everything else that happened in the movie so i think that's why i have her as my five um my four is where i really did cheat i have a i i couldn't separate these two i put them together so i have uh, lisa wilcox as alice johnson and then heather langenkamp as nancy thompson and the nightmare on elm street are you putting them together yeah man no, man, Nancy is like far better than. Oh uh, no, I actually think Alice is. What? Yeah, I like Alice a lot what? more. Oh no, like if you watch like night, uh, the first she... one, and then Dream Warriors, and then New Nightmare, you got the perfect like Nancy. So Thompson. I don't count New Nightmare because she doesn't play her; she plays Heather. She plays herself. Yeah, but she plays on like Nancy's strength. <laughs> so like I, I, all right, I love Nightmare on Elm Street, but she, she's aggressively bad in Nightmare on Elm Street. She's yeah, she's not that good. And I like if you, I don't know if you ever listened to the audio commentary, but like Wes Craven like praises her, and I'm like, yeah, that you're being very nice. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I don't think by the end of it she's developed at all, to be honest with you, except with that speech that she gives Kruger at the end. I think Alice. Well, yeah, that's significant though, right? Like, I think she kind of. Go ahead, go ahead. I think like she kind of like almost like you know it's like she finally realizes what she has to do in order to like beat him, and like she. You know, you, you have to like take all that fear away, and she realizes like she's like I'm, she's not afraid of him anymore. I also think, I think that's give, a significant scene. I think so, but I think they give Alice more to do. I think Alice progress like she's the shy girl in the beginning of four, and then she by the end of four she's taking control of the situation. I do think it's cool that like, she takes on all of their traits, like yeah. all the people that die. Like she gets a little piece of them. I think Dream and Master she, gets a really bad rap. I think it's a little underrated. I do like Dream Master. Well, it gets a bad rap because when they—that's when they fully made Freddy funny. Yeah, they did. When they kill, uh, yeah, like you get you get you get hints of that in Dream Warriors a little bit, but like it it goes full on in Dream Master. And then I, I actually th- like the, I actually like the ensemble in Dream Master so a lot too. It's not as good as like the Dream Warriors guys, but like uh, it sucks. We lost Kincaid. Kincaid is a national treasure. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> 
funny, okay. funny. <laughs> like we we've always talked about Dream War. Uh, Dream War. You I, and I said this, and I apologize for always being incorrect. Wes Craven didn't direct Dream Warriors. No, he wrote the story. He wrote the story, and I always said he directed it. And I like I found this out a little later on, and I'm like probably like a few months ago, and I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I've always been wrong. I thought he wrote it and directed it. Yeah, he came up with a story. And actually, what's funny is that his original story for number three, one of his original stories was he wanted to do the new Nightmare thing then. And they were like, no. And like, they were like, that's not a great idea. Like, uh, But yeah, that's what he originally wanted to do. So I wish uh, I wish they could have done new Nightmare. I mean, I like new Nightmare a lot, but I wish... I, I think about all the different things that they could have done. Like you see all these characters from new nightmare i mean from the original nightmare at, at her husband's funeral it would have been yeah. awesome if it, that's the moment that it turns into the movie like uh rod is there and then he becomes rod again and he like he takes, all, yeah, yeah like and if johnny depp would have done a kid but he probably wouldn't know because he was super big at the time now if they would have done it well apparently he west craven said that he wanted to ask him and then like he found out later that johnny depp would have said yes if he had asked him but he was oh, afraid wow. to ask him oh wow because yeah. he was like a big name back then it would have been interesting uh, to see if they actually t- brought those characters back not tina and yeah. she's dead but like oh no so is rod they could have brought everyone back actually yeah so i know a lot of people that uh, people i know that don't like new nightmare don't like that it's not a straight like nightmare on elm street movie like, they don't like the whole meta, like, movie within the movie thing. I like it. I, I think thing, it's cool. Honestly, it's the only thing he could do after, like, everything that's come back. Like, he said, like, yeah. it's all, like, I'm rewatching and none of it made sense. So, but yeah, like, yeah. but yeah, my number four is uh, Lisa and, I mean, Alice and Nancy. I love those two. Number three, it may not be on anyone else's list, but I, I have uh, Jamie Lloyd. Cause I, oh, she's on my list. Oh, oh yeah. she is? All right, cool. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think... Her story arc in four and five, and I think she became the. We talk about like, talk about this person a little later, but I think she is, right next to her, the face of that franchise. And yeah. I don't. I don't see Halloween for you know, Laurie and Michael and not Jamie. I think she's such an integral part of the franchise. It just, which just, is why I think Danielle Harris wants to be included so much in these newer movies. Like yeah. she doesn't, like I don't think that like. The I I don't think the studios have made like like Blumhouse probably doesn't understand like there is a fandom for people that like Danielle Harris and like that character. So I go to like, a lot of I go to a lot of conventions with her there, and I recently got a picture with her in her clown costume from Halloween Four, and like when I tell you that you are on the nose there, you are I'm understating it. She all every convention I go to, she has probably top five top three biggest lines they love her her q a's are always outside of like the main stage one like robert Englund or something their hers are always the most packed so i agree with you i i I think they have no idea how popular yeah and i think because they can they were like oh she's in halloween four and five like but like you know like maybe not to like mainstream people but for like horror fans like even five which i don't think is great i think that people still there are still fans of those movies like like going to that halloween convention there were fans that actually wanted to talk about part five and like enjoyed part five like i mean there's like there's i think to undervalue those people like you could do something with her and like fans would appreciate it 
Uh, like I, it's not it's not hard to just make her like her daughter. And I agree because <laughs> I actually rewatched um uh Halloween five last weekend and I like the whole Thorn trilogy. And Halloween five is not a good movie, don't get me wrong. But I am still entertained by it. I can still watch it. I don't like yeah, there's some solid scenes in it. Like, I think the whole, like ch- the chasing with the car towards yeah. the end is really good. Um uh, I'm I'm one of those people that doesn't hate Tina. You I don't hate I don't hate Tina. Oh. And I and then you know and she sacrifices herself in the end. So yeah, like she, she redeemed herself there. She go. redeems herself. Like like it's a now my only problem is that she's no Rachel. Um so like you're you're bringing her in to replace Rachel and then giving Rachel like a pretty shitty like death scene like ahead of that. But oh. like she's not as bad as like people make up. The things I hate about Halloween are more visuals like his mask i don't like his mask in there um or the myers house and the myers Hollywood. house the myers house is like a castle <laughs> and i'm like yo like, like nothing like that. <laughs> and then he created the man in black without any actual final resolution to who oh, he yeah, is oh yeah the director was like oh well, they'll figure it out later <laughs> yeah which nope. is ridiculous but yeah that's my jamie's my number my three um, and my number two, I think we may be on the same boat here. I have uh, Sydney Prescott from Scream. Yeah. I think she is uh, outside of my number one. I, it's more preference, but if we're talking about actual development, I think she's probably number one. I think she was. Yeah, the, you can probably make an argument that Sydney has a better arc. Yeah, I think she overall. she is great. I, there's there's transition and development from the beginning of Scream one to the end of Scream. Oh, all of Scream 1 and the whole entire franchise. Yeah. I think the only one maybe that she doesn't really develop too much is Part 3. She's like living in the woods and like doing calls and stuff. Like, I, I don't... Well, I, you know, in, in, in real life, she was filming Drowning Mona. Because I, <laughs> I don't like Scream 3. I don't like it at all, actually. I don't think... Well, it, my problem with Scream 3 and like... And I, lo- and I like Courtney Cox and David Arquette in those movies, but they are supporting... They are supporting players. Like they're not, and like the fact that they get more, to, they get they got more to do in Scream Three because they only had Nev Campbell for a certain amount of time because she was filming another movie. Um, but like, it's very clear that they're supporting characters that should not be like the lead. Yeah. Um, and like, Scream Three reminds me like a Scooby Doo episode. <laughs> it's like it doesn't like it's not like it's it's not scary and like it's just like it's like a really weird kind of like supposed supposedly trying to be funny who done it and then like it doesn't work i do like parker posey though i liked her trying to like imitate gil weathers a lot in it i thought that was funny yeah i mean and i just don't like that her brother was the killer i don't like that at all oh and it kind of like negates everything that happens in the first one it was like oh like someone was pulling their strings the entire time but no no yeah i don't actually don't i actually don't even want to consider it canon <laughs> Jen, Jen just walked into the to the kitchen. Jen, come here real quick. We have a question for you. Who's your favorite scream queen? Is it Jamie Lee? We're talking about Sydney Prescott right now. You're making the masses wait. The dogs even said something. Would I get murdered if I said Michelle Williams in Halloween H2O? What did she do, though? She didn't do anything. I know, I know, I know. What'd she do? I don't really have a favorite, I guess. I guess 
You know what she did? She dropped yes, those Daniel. fucking keys when she didn't have to drop the keys outside the gate. By the <laughs> way, I do have a beef. I was watching H2O last week, too. And, um, yo, why, why she got so many keys on that keychain, though? <laughs> And why? I know she's like, I can't. She's like, wait, yeah, at, at that school, like, I, I can't find like, what she, is keys to. She literally has like, I would say like sixty keys on that thing, and then Michael figures it out right away. Nah, man. Right I'm away. Good with that. And she's I'm like, good I can't find it. I'm like, are you serious? And like, it's hard to make that scene work because like the scene's supposed to be like she closes the gate and then accidentally drops the keys, but like the way it's made, it looks like she threw them outside the gate on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> And like I like I like that scene though. It's a cool chase scene, but like it's just like it's so stupid. I still don't think that movie holds up too well, but I still like it enough. Uh, you know what doesn't hold up well for me is that we're supposed to believe that the hot at the time Julie Lynn O'Keefe would date that guy that she's with. Yeah, it's not believable, and it's and you can tell it's. I, I think I mentioned this last year when we talked about the entire Halloween franchise that Kevin Williamson wrote a draft for this, and you could tell this is. You like, can tell. Yeah. it's all sorts of scream in it, and the score. <laughs> They're even watching Scream Two. They're watching Scream Two in the in their room. So, but yeah, but yeah, Cindy, Cindy's my number two, and um, I, she was great, great in Scream Four. If they ever decide to do one, another one, I'd be curious to see where they I, go. Like, I feel like Scream Four was made for like us. Yeah, like, I, I think it, it, it definitely redeemed part three for me. Like I was like, okay, like I'd rather have that be the ending than what we got initially. Yeah, I agree. And, and part- I actually like the whole like blending of like the old cast with the new cast. I thought Hayden Panettiere was really good in it. Yeah, same like, here. He's probably one of the best like new characters they came up with. <laughs> Not many, but uh, but all right, uh, Rye, go ahead. Um, all right. To be honest, I had to do a lot of YouTubing for this one <laughs> and a lot of research. Um, for so. Forgive my probably shitty list. Um, number five, I have Rose McGowan. In, uh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It would scream? Yeah, it was like a list of best scream queens, and they show her death. They show some of the screens. They talk about the character. So I liked her death, especially. It looked very interesting. She's probably one of the best like horror movie best friends. She may yeah. be the best. The best horror movie best friend? <laughs> I'm trying to think like, of yeah, horror movie best friend. Be, yeah. Cause well she maybe, like she is she is good maybe Annie and Linda but they maybe Annie I think Annie not Linda is better than Tatum yeah Tatum it's, has some great lines though yeah she's funny she's Rose McGowan's hilarious in Scream <laughs> uh, um, I don't number... know why she thought she could fit through that fucking cat doggy door whatever the fuck it was <laughs> that whole scene like always infuriates me I'm like there's no way and if you realize you couldn't get out you would have. Try something different. I don't yeah. know. She was doing pretty well with the beer bottle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap, I got locked on my phone. Hold on. Um, number four, Heather Langkamp. Langerkamp. I'm not sure if Langenkamp. I'm saying it right. Yep. Langerkamp. Number three, I have Sarah Michelle Geller. Of course she is. <laughs> number well, two, like in Catherine. What, though? Like in general or just... In general, but also The Grudge. That's why I remember her mostly from. And I love when, if I had to pick a scene with her, honestly, it was the only time my jump scare really worked on me. And it's funny because uh, Dave, Alex, was there with me when we watched it. And he even looked, it's when they're on the bus and appear, the, oh, uh, oh, the face so appears great. out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah, oh, shit. And he looks at me, he's like, like bitch. <laughs> that made me jump like crazy. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And number two, Catherine Isabel. I think she her scream is always um hold on, let me pull up her IMDb real quick I had it she was actually I think in Last House on the left on the remake okay. she 
Um, huh. Oh, is she the brunette? Yeah. Oh yeah. The the young the younger. Yeah, the friend. The friend. Oh, she's in Superbad. Yeah, she's in a bunch. Now I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's giving me shit. But I remember she was in one of the ones I watched for this week, and I just fell in love right away. And she's been in a bunch of different things, like a like, and even yeah. non horror. She's one of those actresses I believe you have like has that face. Like, oh my god, I seen her in this. I seen her in that. So you automatically whip out the phone. Oh, here it is. Um, let me go to movies. Uh, she was in most famous for Ginger Snaps, Freddy vs. Jason, um, See No Evil oh, 2. Um, she's been in a bunch of... She was in the original Carrot. She's in the new Carrie. I'm sorry. Um, I actually yeah, like fine. the new Carrie. It's I can't like find a, it. It's not, a, it's not a great horror remake, but I think it's. I think Carrie kind of... It's all right. Yeah, but even as an actress, I just like her because uh, guys are going through. I'm like, oh, yeah, she was in this. She was in that. And I'm like, and I loved her in everything I've seen her in. She goes, she goes through it in Last House on the Left. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just through it. <laughs> right, never let's... accept the creepy guy's invitation to smoke weed, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't ever. Even if they look like, oh yeah, that, well, why would you go with that kid? I was gonna say even if they look like Aaron Paul, but he's not even there. So yeah, you're yeah, going, with, I... you're going with the creepy kid. Like, I guess they thought maybe, strength in numbers. Maybe it's Aaron Paul. Maybe it's Aaron Paul offered the. <laughs> <laughs> like and you'd be like, all right, I'll hang out with Aaron Paul. <laughs> that was your number two, right? Yeah. All right, uh, G, go ahead. All right, five. I'm, I'm, I because you know you made fun of me for the grudge, but I'm 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 including Sarah Michelle Gellar on the list number five, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm specifically picking Helen from I Know You Did Last Summer because she has a really fun like chase scene in that movie too. Oh, God. Uh, no bitch up. <laughs> no big uh, no big character arc or anything, but you know just fun. Uh, little thing. I'm kind of mad you didn't pick uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and you pick SMG. Oh, why would I pick Jennifer Love Hewitt? No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so back in the day when that movie came out, this is like, so that came out during like mid-season two of Buffy. So that, that was at the height of my like Buffy fandom. And I had to watch my girl die in two movies that year. <laughs> I had to watch her die and I know you did that summer and I had to watch her die and scream too. Where'd she die better? She died. Uh, she has a better death scene in Scream Two. The, yeah. the, the, cha- the chase scene, and I know you know that summer is good because it, you can tell that Kevin Williamson when he wrote it, he wrote it like similar to how they write the chase scene with like Laurie running from house to house. Yeah. Um, but her death scene in Scream Two is a lot better. Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, why would I pick Julie? <laughs> Julie James. <laughs> do you do you like Jennifer Love Hewitt in that? I love her. I just I just had like a a huge. Yeah, I, I had a huge celeb crush on her like back in '98. And she was on, and then she was on Boy Meets World with the same exact outfit. I was like, oh yes. <laughs> um. So at four, I actually uh I had Lisa Wilcox uh number four. I didn't separate them. Or I didn't put them together. Okay. Um. Um. I think out of like in that franchise, um, second to Nancy, she I mean has the best like. You know, if you have to choose, she has the second best. It's uh, crazy that, like, outside of us, like, hardcore horror fans, no one really talks about Alice. Right. And, you know, like, and you you can argue because, like, up until, uh, I think, actually, until the remake came out, and that's by default because it made, it made more money. But Dream Master is the, or I guess still Freddy vs. Jason, uh, Dream Master is, like, the highest grossing, like, standalone Nightmare on Elm Street. 
like forty nine uh, million dollars. Yes. Yeah. So that I mean, like, so Dream Master is popular. I don't know if it's like popular because like it came at the right time where like Freddy was really popular between like Dream Warriors and that movie, but like she is important. I won't say that she's as important as Nancy, but like she, I think that like you care about her, and even in the the fifth one, which I don't really like that much, uh, you still kind of are invested in it because of her. Yep. And so three, I went with Nancy Thompson, Heather Langenkamp. And like I said earlier, I still think the perfect Nightmare trilogy is the first one, the third one, and New Nightmare. Even though she's not playing Nancy in New Nightmare, she's still, like, in the movie, has to, like, call upon the strength of that character to kind of, like, do what she needs to do to, yeah. like, save her. Um, and I actually think that, and I, it's kind of it'd probably be weird to say, because Heather Langenkamp is not that great in Nightmare, and she's acting wise, the character is still like you still care about her, and she's not that great in Dream Warriors, but playing herself in New Nightmare, I think is like the best performance she gives in the three films that she's in. I would agree with that, yes. And like, and I'm not, and that's not like a slight to her saying it's easy because she's playing herself. I think it probably was probably harder to play a variation of herself, um, but she has the most like. She goes through like the most motions in that movie compared to the other ones. And then even if you like are complaining about the acting in like even Dream Warriors, like her like her, what happens to her in Dream Warriors is still significant too. Like you care that like that was her ultimate outcome in the end of that. Yeah. And it's shocking too. It still gets me every time I watch it. Um and then two, um, I Sydney Prescott, like we you talked about um just overall arc. Like, I mean, like it's I think that for a lot of us, like our age, like Scream is like our horror movie that you grew up with, like as far as like, you know, in the 90s. It's like our Halloween. It's our Halloween. So like you feel like when you're watching each one that you're growing up with her. Like you are seeing like like, you get to watch her from like high school into like adulthood. And like in each movie, even like, I mean, I guess not Scream 3 so much, but but you still get like this sense of growth from her from like how she starts and then where she ends up. And that's a testament of how, how Kevin Williamson wrote her. You can tell that he kind of wrote her in the same vein of like wanting to make like a nineties kind of Laurie Strode a little bit. Yep. And, and it's also a testament of how Nev Campbell plays her. I think Nev Campbell is like very, like an important part of like that. Like she brought that character to life. And it's crazy to think that Drew Barrymore had that part first. Like Uh, Drew Barrymore. It would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, and you have to, and I know you don't like Drew Barrymore. You got to give her credit though, because Drew Barrymore said it'd be better if I was the girl in the opening scene, because they won't see that coming if I die. And you know what? I'm not fond of her like roles and stuff, but she kills it literally. Yeah, yeah, she's not like she like you buy every single moment of her fear in that scene. But yeah, it's it's crazy to think of what kind of movie that would have been if uh if it was Drew Barrymore playing Sydney. Hypotheticals. Imagine uh. Casey, that was her name, right? Yeah. She never picked up the phone. Oh, yeah, she went to let it go to voicemail? Yeah. She was like, <laughs> um, but, yeah, and honestly, if Drew Barrymore played Sydney, I don't even think you could, like, you could, at that, at that point in Drew Barrymore's career, I don't think you could have tied her down to do, like, Scream 2, Scream 3, Scream 4 eventually. Yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we would have cared about Sydney. Yeah, I don't think you did. would have had, like, I think the fact that, like, at the time that Nev Campbell was, like, relatively unknown like other than like party of five like i think it helped that it was just this fresh face 
girl that you really didn't know. So you weren't able, like, you, you would have attached Drew Barrymore to it as an actress I, rather than just looking at her as a character. I agree. Yeah, um, so, like, you know, yeah, 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 she, I mean... To make this, it was hard, and like it's hard too because I almost, I almost number one her, because I, I really felt like because like you kind of touched upon it earlier, like I, she probably has a better overall arc. Than, no, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, for our number one, Ride, do you have who I think you have as well, or do you have someone else? Um, uh, initials JC. Okay, I think we're all in the same. I think we're all in the same boat. So all our <laughs> number ones are Jamie Lee Curtis, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I think she pretty much set the standard for the Scream Queen. I, that's why I, I like bookending Janet Lee with Jamie Lee. I thought that was yeah. kind of the main reason I did it too. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, what hasn't been said about Jamie? I think she's, her and Halloween exactly. is pretty much the end-all be-all of a Scream Queen performance. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny because like Jamie Lee Curtis... You know, when she made it, you know, I think you might have seen this like in interviews and stuff like she was very much not that girl in real life. Like she was more she said she had more in common with like the Lindas and the the Annies. Like she was more that girl in real life. And like she really didn't feel that she could play this kind of like really innocent, uh, you know, naive. But like you wouldn't think that looking at it like she personifies that completely. And the whole like very definition of the girl next door. And by the way, I think um, people forget about this, and I forget about it too, as much of a fan as I I am of Halloween. So they're able to establish that friendship, and you'd think they're on screen together for the entire movie, but for a lot longer. They only have that one long scene together, like walking to. It's a from beginning of them leaving the school to when Annie catches up to them. I think it's four minutes. Yeah, and like you feel like you watch several scenes with them together. Yep. I mean, I mean, they have like the exchanges over the phone, and they have the one scene where she drops off Lindsay together. But even like Linda is not in like. I mean, she, like, I think all three of them feel like they're like you feel like you got to know them in like that four minute. Yeah, it shows. It shows like, like the writing of that movie is incredible, and that's just like you know, and like Deborah Hill wrote all the girl stuff, all the friend stuff, and it's so simple, like just watching talking about mundane things, but it works. Like it, you know, like. That's what girls, not that's not not just back then, but like just like in general, like those are the kind of conversations that they would have with each other. And, and also, just... um, I think she's my number one too because I think she has the most iconic scene out of everyone on our list. Oh well, maybe the shower scene, but I'm talking about um, the scene where she's running from house to house. House, with, yeah. With the school, mm-hmm. and then Michael's just chasing her. Yeah, that I think that's to me it's. Outside of the shower scene in Psycho, it's probably the most iconic horror scene for me. Like, I think it's... Yeah, it's, and I want to sure. give credit to her, too, because, like, a lot of my friends think, like, oh, like, is she just good, like, in a horror movie, like, good? Or is she displaying good acting in general? I think Jamie Lee Curtis is fantastic in that movie. I think Like, so she's too. really good in the movie. Well, you can compare like, it, it to... You can compare it, G, to someone that we just talked about. Look at Heather Langenkamp in Nightmare, and then look at Jamie Lee in right. Halloween. Right, so, like, there's not a... Yeah, and there's not a poor moment from her where you're like, oh, that was really bad. Like, she really, you you kind of get the whole, like, high school innocence with her without, and it's not like, you know, like, Heather Langenkamp with some of her lines in Nightmare, you're like, ugh. <laughs> like, it's cringy, like, the way she delivers some of them. But there's no, like, moment for that for Jamie Lee Curtis. And then the whole, like, build up of the last, like, 10 minutes of the movie, like, 
like you feel like genuine like fear from her and like and just judging from how Jamie Lee Curtis has talked about it she didn't think that she was gonna go on and become this kind of like screen queen like that she'd be known for that you know she just was you know like she had to act scared and that's what she did but like it like you feel like that whole moment where she like from the moment that she finds Annie in the bed in the house to when she finds Linda and like the closet thing like that whole buildup of like everything just going wrong around her like you feel like how frightened she is yep Rye, you want to add anything else? No, you all said it perfectly. <laughs> awesome. I also think it's crazy that like he sneaks up behind her, he he gets her in the shoulder, and he can't just kill her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he he snuck he snuck attack everyone. Like he snuck attack Annie in the car. He's able to kill Linda easily. Like he has like he doesn't even know he's there really, and he gets her in the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. So that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, now since we're one quick question, I. Yeah, go you ahead, guys right. kind of mentioned something along the lines just now. You know, we talked last week about, you know, famous directors kind of shitting on Marvel movies. Do you guys feel horror movies are in the same boat that kind of comic book movies are, like where they're looked at subpar and you guys are well, tired yeah, of it? Yeah, as comic book? Well, yeah. The horror, genre, the horror genre in general is looked at, even if you get like a good one, like it's, I think most people look frown upon them still. And it sucks because like you can pull out a cinema really great horror movies that like define cinema i think if you want you could go as far as like getting psycho and like mm-hmm. that is a, considered a great film and i think a great piece of cinema uh the exorcist is another one that like even if like you might think it might be like kind of boring whatever like it's still i would say a great piece of filmmaking too but mm-hmm. like for for everyone that you get that's like great i think the overall like I think it kind of what hurts it is like all these like subgenres of horror. Like, you know, you get, like a, you get like a slasher film, you get like Friday the 13th, and then it's like, okay, then they're not so great. Or you get something like Child's Play. Like, we, we can watch something like Child's Play and appreciate it for what it is and like the moments that it builds up to. There's, there's good character moments in Child's Play, I think. But like, you're, I think people look at the overall premises of some of these movies and won't give them the credit that they probably deserve. Yep. And I think that, and I think even more so than like, I mean, that's a good question too. I think even more so than the whole like Marvel versus real film. I think the horror genre has gotten that for years, yeah, decades, and still gets yeah. and still gets it. Like, um, that's what makes uh, Get Out and Jordan Peele winning a fucking screenplay Oscar even more incredible because of what G just said. Like how right. little respect the the genre has been given, and not for nothing. Looking at looking at the genre, it's the hottest it's been in fucking decades. Right. I, I mean, like we haven't really had a lull in a while. Like you know, you have that lull like in the early '90s, like late '80s, early '90s, where there wasn't. Re- I mean, you had Candyman and stuff like that, but like it was pretty much a dead genre. And then you got Scream, and that resurrected it. I, and I feel like the two- since Scream, actually, there hasn't really been like a really dead spot. Oh, so I, there's where I'll disagree. So I think Scream One, Scream Two. I, I guess we can even count Scream Three in this, but from 2000 to I don't know, like 2013, when Blumhouse, when Insidious, I think there was a really big drop. I don't. I well, just, you had like so. What did you have after? You had like Trick in between the whole like the, the the revival of like the slasher genre again, like with Scream. I think so. You had like Scream, Scream Two. I know you did last summer. You had Urban Legend. Like that kind of started the whole teen horror thing again. But then you got like I mean I don't like it, and I know you don't like it either. But then you got Blair Witch Project in '99, which kind of made a lot of money. Um. 
Well, when yeah, it, like, I mean, from 2000, I think the only one outside of these remakes, which made money or whatever, I think Trick or Treat may be the best one until like Insidious came out. I can't really. Oh, right. Because I don't like I don't like Quarantine. I don't like. You know, oh, I like Quarantine. I don't really like, and I guess he'll I guess Hills Have Eyes. But I thought about critically acclaimed because Hills Have Eyes is not critically acclaimed. But I think it would just be Trick or Treat. But yeah, right. I think you nailed it. I don't think there's. I, don't, I think like I mean like I, to answer your question fully too. There are still actors and actresses that say, like they they'll want to do a horror film, and sometimes their agents will like pass on them on their behalf, like not like not be like oh like you don't want to do that, and they'll be like that yeah sucks. I want to do that, and like and it's like it that's because the genre is still and I I think it helps when you have people when you have like a movie like Hereditary getting made, and you have someone like Tony Collette leading it. And like okay. she's a great actress, and like she's good in it. I think that kind of helps a lot. But like, yeah, it's still considered like a the rotten stepchild. I think of the film industry, like it still <laughs> is. Yeah. Even though it, even though it's a genre that makes a lot of money. I mean, like you, you can go back to look at like, look at how like Paramount Pictures treated Friday the Thirteenth. It made them a lot of money in the eighties, and they treated it like a rotten stepchild, even when it was making them money. Like okay. they didn't. Like they were like, oh, like we get it's trash, but like it's trash that's making us money until it stopped making them money and then they didn't care about it anymore. Yep. But like they, like they, like you know, it's it's a really interesting thing to look at. Like it's, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever get the respect it kind of deserves. Like you know, like some people point to Silence of the Lambs with like being a like they'll say, oh, that horror film won an Oscar. I don't consider Silence of the Lambs a horror film. Near do I? It's a, it's a thriller, I guess. Yeah. But like a lot of people consider it a horror film, they consider it a win for like the genre because it won a bunch of Oscars. But it's not a horror film to me. Yeah, I don't. I, there's nothing horror about it to me. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's a thriller. It's a thriller. Yeah, it it's is. a thriller for sure. And, and I love when people try to argue with me about it, and I'm like, I, I you, there's nothing really. <laughs> there's nothing really about. It's because this. there's a serial killer, and it does not make it a horror film. Exactly. That's like like seven. Like seven's not a horror film. Like it, it's a really good thriller, but like, yeah, it's it's not. I mean, there I mean, there might be shades of like, you know, homages to horror and something like Silence of the Lambs, but it's not a horror film. Exactly, great way to end it. Yeah, so. but yeah, I would I would love I would love to I would love for the genre to get the respect it deserves. I don't think it kind of ever will though. No, I agree, never will. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for today. You guys go out and watch Halloween because everyone should on. This lovely holiday, oh. and, then, <laughs> and then we will be back next week, and then we'll be talking Terminator. Hopefully, good. And we'll, hopefully, we'll Terminator. be seeing this. <laughs> yes. All right, hopefully, guys. it will be the Halloween of this year. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. But we probably have Doctor Sleep, which will probably be the Halloween of this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, kids. Happy Halloween.